You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora, Ken Wyman, and Tim Barbalace. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. There's a high shot deep into A little tapper. That will be picked up and thrown away by Wells. Margot has already scored. Walls crossing the plate and down to second base, Siri. Well, a big swing and a little tap. Well, we didn't play very well today, and that's, those games are going to happen. Um, Tyler's been amazing for us all season. Just didn't have his best start. We can get much going offensively um, today off Bradley. Heard the highlights courtesy of Rays Television and then Brandon Hyde after the game as the Orioles lose yesterday afternoon 7-2. And Tyler Wells, a couple of home runs and then a couple of key errors in the second inning as the Rays got four in the second and kind of coasted from there. Yeah, um, you know, tough day for the Birds. Uh, We saw Tyler Wells, old sort of or new or consistent bugaboo show up. The long ball. Now, again, they're almost always solo shots. That's what happens Mm -hmm. when you lead the league in whip. You're not putting a lot of guys on base. And then things got magnified by the ball through his legs. And then um, the throw throw where, you know, he's talked about it. He was telling himself, don't throw it, don't throw it, don't throw it. You knew nothing good was going to come of that. And on that day where they struggled as much as as they did against Taj Bradley, um, that was probably going to be enough. It ended up being enough um not a terrible outing by Tyler Wells but when you're facing a team that good offensively like they put up a four spot on you in an early inning it's probably not your day um still look all things considered that road trip yeah you'd rather it be 3 and 2 and not 2 and 3 but to hold serve down there in Tampa to win a thrilling game and 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 hold on and hold it down like they did Tuesday night, knowing you've got bookend off days on Monday and Thursday, I, I think we'll, we'll all sign up for that. We're all okay with that. Hopefully the Calvary and Nafuk is on hmm. the way, whether that's Cedric Mullins and Ryan Mountcastle, as well as some um, recent you know high draft picks like a Colton Kowser or a Jordan Westberg remains to be seen, but... I can live with a split in Tampa. I mean, the team's lost eight times at home all season. 
I don't know that you were going to get more than a split at Tampa. We were talking on the show Tuesday. You, you get a split, you're happy. The Orioles have lost 15 consecutive series at the Trop prior to that two-game split. And in game one, you're going against Glass now, who absolutely has owned you over the course of your uh, uh, his career. And you jump all over him, you get what? six runs four runs in the first two innings off of him and yeah it was ugly there in the middle relief part of the game but you found a way to win and you said it jason we said it you know in real time yesterday ken with wells you give up the back-to-back home runs and then you compound the miscues with errors and then you give up a couple of unearned runs and when you're on the road against a team that is as dominant at home as they are and as good a team and offense that they have, yeah, a four spot, it's going to be the difference. Yeah, and they weren't hitting Taj Bradley at all. Uh, What did they have? uh, Four hits for the game and three hits off of Bradley through six innings. That's that's just not going to get it done. They hit a couple of solo home runs. One of them was Gunner in the ninth inning of a 7-1 game. I'm fine with the split. it's and it was the first time all year Tampa's lost three straight games. They had lost the final two, and then they lose the first right, game. They the lost Orioles. two to the Padres. Yeah, so that was the first time all year they'd lost three straight. So they're good. <laughs> we knew that going in. We know it now after. Yeah. Um, look, a Rosarena. They, I think, all things considered, we've limited the damage with him this year. You know, at any given moment, he could open up a can of whoop ass on you with that monster helicopter swing of yeah. his. But, you know, you give up a solo shot, you can live with that. Paredes, I mean, look, that was a cute, you know, cute shot, barely inside the pole. I mean, anywhere else in the in the ballpark, that's an out. It hooks the line there. You know, that, that stuff's going to happen. But, you know, to the Orioles' credit, this was not a two-game series where – the ball was flying all over the place. You know, they built up the big lead in the first game. Again, like you think of some of the key hits in that two-game series, you've got the ball that if Mateo doesn't touch it, it might go foul. You know what I mean? Like that that's 80-something off the bat, backspin, hits the right spot. It, it's not like they're hitting the ball all over the place. It's not like it's line drive after line drive after line drive. They had some seeing-eye ground balls, right? You had a ball that ate up Frazier. Like, I I felt pretty good about their overall compete level. You know, and and when you're looking at people like, you know, Irvin and and Aiken in a wash-up role, I I don't even know if those guys are going to be here the next time they play the Rays. You know, I feel like... The guys who are a part of this thing that's trying to win this division and win the American League, I felt like they held their own for the most part. Well, I don't think there was ever any question about the compete and the competitiveness that they'd be with the Rays, and now they're 3-2 and two against the Rays in the first two series that they played against them, but you do see some of these warts no. come to the surface in this two-game series. We're the bottom of the lineup, and we've been banging the Adam Frazier and Jorge Mateo uh, situation. The middle relief outside of Coulomb, Cano, and Felix Bautista. Who do you really trust in that bullpen? Uh, there are still definitely concerns that you know we'd like to see uh, remedy. And that bullpen is a, is a big problem. Like uh, For me, right now, other than the three names you mentioned, I don't trust anybody. Uh, like and, and recent appearances have given me even less reason to trust anyone other than Coulomb, Cano, and Batista. They need to find some other arms. I, I almost I wonder 
if that's their number one need, because there's no guarantee I'm going to see anything from Givens or Tate this year. We'll get into that down on the farm, but they might need to go get some some bullpen arms. Well, they could probably use an arm, but I, I, I certainly any contending team always wants to add another bullpen arm, and and that obviously would include the Orioles. I don't think it's their most pressing need by any stretch of the imagination, though, because you find your starting pitching it, it, it contracts even more in the playoffs. And I still think a Grayson Rodriguez and a D.L. Hall are in this bullpen by September. Like, I just I think that's where it's probably going, unless Grayson really takes off. Maybe between Tate and Givens, I don't know about both of them, maybe one of them puts it together. Last night was definitely the best that Givens has looked to me in any of his minor league rehab stints. Tate still dealing with some control issues. Um, you know, he was, I guess, okay, but um, I would think there's still a process with him. And again, he's on the 60-day IL anyway, so I'm not sure when that retroactive date comes due. But yeah, I think they could finesse things through the bullpen. I think there's enough interesting arms in Norfolk that one of them will pop or two of them will pop. I'd like a sure thing. I, I Yeah, well, again, that's going to depend on the price. It's going to depend sure. on other needs. It can't be at the expense of a starting pitcher. There's there it 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 just can't be. I mean, I mean a real starting pitcher. I mean a guy who, if he doesn't give you seven, you're pissed off about it. It's not that you're excited when he gets to six and two thirds or six and a third. It's a Corbin Burns who, okay. Well, what if that guy's not available? Seven. What if that guy's not available? Uh, I still think there will be pitchers who are traded. Uh, that, that's fine. There but will if, be quality but, starting but it might not pitchers be Corbin who are Burns. You get Eduardo Lucas Rodriguez, maybe. Lucas Giolito, yeah. Uh, there'll be guys who get dealt who were better candidates to open a playoff series than what's here right now. That's fair. We do have a huge show. And guest-wise, our friend Ryan Ripken is weekly chat with us at 2.30. John Mioli from the Baltimore Banner. will talk O's with him at 3.30. And Lucy Burge, her best bets, coming up at 4 o'clock. Yeah, I'm guessing there's people who would bet on the NBA lottery or draft, draft tonight. Draft. But seems like we know what direction that's going in. It seems to have shifted in the last 24 hours. The number two. Yes. But we know number one. Oh, no, Wambanyama was going one yeah. no matter who got the pick. Did you see the picture of him grasping yeah. a baseball? Yes. <laughs> it looks like a marble. It looked like a golf ball. Yeah. He's, his hand is completely wrapped around. I wonder how many, remember Ben McDonald can hold six in one hand. I wonder how many Wambanyama can hold in his hand if he if he tried. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot. But coming up next, we'll get back to the Tyler Wells of it all. And uh, not his best work and, and the errors. Uh, not, uh, not, not a good showing altogether for Tyler Wells. We'll examine next here on The Fan. Inside, 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 access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you team bar soap or team body wash? Oh, that's a good question. I just think the bar soap cleanses you better. Yes. To be yes. Lock and Fora, Wyman, and Barbalace. I've always liked body wash. 105.7 The Fan. Thousand percent. You know, it's uh, you sit there and you want to continually try to improve on the situation that you're given, and sometimes you know, uh, the the way that it played out in my head was I was running to the ball. I told myself not to throw it, not to throw it, not to throw it. I see him halfway down the line. I'm like, oh, I got him, and you make a bad throw, and you know, sometimes it unfolds that fast, and you know, it was a bad mental error, but you know what? Like, I'm just gonna kind of look at the positive here and understand that, you know, I'm going to be better next time for it, and I'm going to make sure that I don't make that mistake again. Tyler Wells talking about the second of his two second-inning errors. He gave up two solo home runs that inning, and those two errors uh, helped to turn a two-run inning into a four-run inning. Did go five, struck out six, walked three, which is uncharacteristic yesterday as the Orioles lose to the Rays 7-2. to two. And just the walks and the errors, uh, we're not used to seeing Tyler Wells do those kind of things. Well, he lost his cool, and he's pretty unflappable, and he's been unflappable through all the various twists and turns of his career, all the different sort of iterations of him as the Rule 5 guy, mop-up guy, is he going to be a starter, mid-level reliever, high-leverage reliever, now he's a starter. He, the, you know, his, his demeanor um, and his sort of mental composure has always been elite, despite all that's been thrown at him. And that was an inning where you could see things unraveling and a couple of pitches he would want back that were hit over the fence, at least one of them for sure. And then, you know, a ball he usually fields gets through his legs, and then now it's, there's more guys on base than should be. And, you know, you, you, could, you could just sense in his mannerisms and everything that he was a little off. To his credit, he put the genie back in the bottle and didn't give up any more damage. And now he's not going to go as long as you would like because he threw a ton of pitches that inning, and you know it, it is what it is. But I, I'm going to give him a lot of credit for bouncing back from that and then shoving. Uh, but in those moments, a few things got away from him that normally don't. 
Yeah, it was the split second moment where he was throwing the first and then threw the ball 20 feet over Arias's head where it's the, the have pressure. Thrown it all. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. You just got to eat it. The pressure probably got to him a little bit right there. But to your point, Jason, after the second inning, he allowed two more base runners in the next three innings against the Rays, three shutout innings. So he didn't completely melt down. It's not like it was a two and two thirds start where he gave up eight earned runs. One bad he inning. He had one bad inning. One bad inning that did cost you a baseball game, but yes, yeah. one bad. Well, inning. you score. You know, I mean, you got to score too. Yeah, well, like, but the, but the Taj Bradley wasn't giving anything up. You, it, I, I say going it's the in first the, time Taj Bradley went six innings. I, it it happened. Yeah, it's what the the game I watched. They couldn't hit the other guy, so you know it it, it happens sometimes. Unfortunately, it happened yesterday in a game where they weren't hitting. If if he is if he's at his best, maybe this is a game that ends up being two one one nothing. I don't know, but he but he wasn't. Yeah, well, look, they they beat the ha- uh, heck out of glass now the night before. They, they couldn't hit that kid today or uh, yesterday. Um, it happens, but there there were some you know some at bats. I I'm sure that they would they would want back, and that's a kid who who was walking a fair amount of people, and he wasn't really even getting the deep counts with them. So maybe there was a little philosophical change. That, uh, well, maybe that could have taken place. Maybe make some changes in the bottom third of the lineup, guys that aren't giving you any productive at-bats. Well, you you know I'm here for that. <laughs> I am absolutely here for that. It, it is interesting. I was looking at June splits for the regular players, and it's feast or famine. Like The guys who get the most at-bats are either absolutely raking or absolutely pooping the bed for the most part, with one exception. Ramon has a 744 OPS for this month. The league average is 728. Gunnar Henderson's OPS in June, 1,118. Austin Hayes, 942. Aaron Hicks, 952. Ryan O'Hearn, 1,128. Mm. You've got four guys who are all yes. play, playing at Aaron Judge-like levels. Mm. I said you got Ramon. You know, he's one of the regulars again, 744. Well, probably that co- what goes into that, Jason, is he was so bad when they first brought him back, and then he the, the switch flipped and he's been hot. Yeah. So he's, you know, so he's sitting there with, you know, league average production. Month of June, Adley Rutschman, 661. Jorge Mateo, 485. Adam Frazier, 504. Uh, Anthony Santander, 68. If you want to throw McKenna in there, it's only 11 plate appearances, 384 mm-hmm. OPS. Mounty before the vertigo and 16 plate appearances, 321 OPS. It's odd to me to see that much of a dichotomy where half your lineup is is do, is really playing. as They're producing as much as you could ever think they're ever going to produce in a one-month span in their careers for the most part. Oh, O'Hearn and we, Hicks especially. But, I mean, even Gunner, like, I don't know how many months yeah. he's going to have. A, I think he's going to be great. Yeah. A 1,200 OPS in yeah. a 20-game stretch is, is pretty crazy, you know? And then you've got these other four who are so far below the league average that it's kind of a weird lineup most nights. We've hammered Frazier going back to last week, but Ken and I talked a lot about Mateo yesterday. His last he's got to sit. His last 40 games, Jason, he's got a 191 on base percentage, a 383 OPS got to be on the bench. Four extra base hits. All of them are doubles. I mean, and, why is this guy sharpied into the lineup? And uh, and Jim Palmer killed him on the broadcast yesterday. Yeah. He was not in the right position for a cutoff throw, which cost them a base runner moving up to second. 
you say you say this, you know, with with Westberg, you know, when it comes to Frazier going down to triple. Joey Ortiz can give you better offensive numbers than that. Now, is he going to have the same Absolutely. range? Is he going to have the same defensive capabilities? No, but is it going to be a I'm significant I'm here for finding trouble? out. Look, last year, Jorge Mateo had an OPS plus of 83. League average is 100. It's 72 this year. I mean, it's markedly worse than last year, Mm -hmm. including April, where he was probably the second or third best regular player in the American League. Like, no, it's something's got to give. Frazier is 86. He's he's such an extreme guy, guys, because as Jason pointed out, in April, he was arguably the best player in the American League regularly. May and June, he's among the worst. He's among the worst everyday players in baseball over the last two months. You can't get nothing out of your second baseman and nothing out of yeah. your shortstop at a time where your two leading run producers are on the IL and and do anything more than scuffle. And and for as much as O'Hearn and Hicks have done Herculean stuff, it, it's still a teeter-totter from night to night what this offense looks like. What drove Jay, Tim and I crazy was Tuesday night, not only was Mateo over four, but he had horrible at bats. Like yes. not competitive at bats. Yes. How Joey Ortiz wasn't at shortstop in an afternoon game the next day was mind boggling to me. I don't understand. And I brought this up because we talked about it in real time with Mountcastle, where there was an off day and then Hyder gave him the day off, you know, when they start. Mateo shouldn't be in the lineup tomorrow. I mean, Nor should Adam Frazier. I mean, look. We could talk about bad luck, and he does, you know, his, his expected versus this and that, and I buy into that to some degree. But the league average on base percentage is three twenty, and this cat is at two eighty six. That that's not enough. That can't keep Jordan Westberg in AAA. Yeah, it it just can't. Let me ask you this, and I was thinking about this last night. Is it possible? And, and remember, there was a time where we all thought Colton Cowser's recall was imminent. With Hicks playing as well as he is and Cedric being closer than, than we thought, is it possible that Westbrook gets here before Cowser? One of the two. But is that possible? Ha- sure. I mean, anything's – of course, yeah. I think it is. It, it's, you can bring Westbrook up for <coughs> McKenna for, for all I care. You it, could. Look, in his last seven games, Adam Frazier's two for 21 with a 231 OPS. Sit his ass down. Last 15 games, 540 OPS. Last 30, 648. Sit him down. He'll be fine on the bench. It's not going to wreck your morale. It's not going to wreck your chemistry. He's been here 30 seconds. He's a he's a he's a dirt dog. He's a hustler. All the intangibles. He's gritty. That's great. He's not a winning baseball player right now. Period. He's not even close to league average baseball player right now. Period. And he's a placeholder. And he knew it when you signed him. And everybody knew it when you signed him. That's a one-year deal. And he's held it down for about half a year. The guy's played in 67 games. And he's not getting on base 29% of the time. That's the whole reason he's here is to get on base. Orioles lose yesterday 7-2. They're 45-28 and off today. They start a three-game set with the Mariners at Camden Yards. Tomorrow's show will be at uh, Pickles. So, uh, I, Tim and I have instructed you, you want to be down there early. If the Orioles don't make any roster moves, we might have a 205 uh, explosion oh, from Jason. So, you're going to want to be there for that. Uh, coming up next... We'll get to all these questions with our friend Ryan Ripken. He's part of our Baltimore Baseball Tonight coverage, and he joins us next. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Weinman, the Ginger Gorilla, Lockenfora, JLC, it's built in, and Barbalace, T-Bone and his nonsensical amusement Woo. park, Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. Orioles off today, they lost yesterday 7-2 to Tampa Bay, they start a three-game set at home against Seattle tomorrow, Baltimore baseball tonight, Bob Haney, Mike Bordick at 6 Live from Pickles. We'll be at Pickles tomorrow from 2 to two to 6. But joining us now, another member of our Baltimore Baseball Tonight crew. He joins us, Curtis, the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. It's Ryan Ripkin. And Ryan, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I, I want to start you where we just left off, and that is the lack of production from the Orioles' middle infielders offensively. Jorge Mateo and, and uh, Adam Frazier have been basically giving them nothing at least for this month, for Mateo, it's been longer. How much longer are you sharpening their names in this lineup, or is it time for a change? Well, as always, good afternoon. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's quite a, a top topic of discussion, right? And I tell people this a lot, where as awesome as Westbrook has been playing, and I know we understand of, or what hasn't been going on in Baltimore in the production levels over the last month. But there's sometimes, specifically Frazier, I'll start with him. He brings something, his presence being involved, and he has come up with some very big hits late in games. Now, has his production been what the team's wanted it to recently? No. But his value to the team, I think, is more than it gets credit for. And then Mateo defensively does a lot of good things. And I think there's one thing that, kind of jumps out to me is this isn't a team that is scuffling right now this isn't a team that's really struggling so there's just a conversation internally are you ready if you're ready to make a change you have to be committed to letting a guy like Jordan Westberg play and be ready to play a lot because that's what's the reality of the situation and another thing all the uh, stars on the team right now that are up there, I just want to paint this picture. Uh, Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, all of those guys struggled to start off their careers in the big leagues. So that's something, even though they're having all success at the lower levels, doesn't mean it's going to get off to that hot start. It could, but I just want people to understand that might not be the case if they do decide to make a move in the next month. But Ryan, what about someone who's already on the active roster, and that's Joey Ortiz, who can play second, short, third base. I'm almost getting Kyle Stowers vibes in terms of 
He's up here, but he's not able to get any consistent run. I guess, could you see High get him some more play time at one of the middle infield spots? It's a, and that's the thing is, I, I don't know if he will get more run. And, and that kind of goes to the part of, of who you trust and where the team's at right now. I would say if the team was at 500, we would see more Joey Ortiz. And I feel for Joey in that sense because it is so hard as a player to be asked to come in and play and to be a situational guy, essentially, is what he is right now, when he's never done that in his career. And that takes time. That takes time to understand that role and then be, hey, hop in there and make some plays. That's, that's a lot to ask. So th- that's just my gut feeling of it. I think that they're going to run with who they have, and that's being Mateo and Frazier. Now, having said that, when the month changes, I think as we get towards the deadline, we could see some different things. Um, but that's going to be the continued, the continued part because the team does have confidence, especially with Mateo playing that position. We've spent a fair amount of time talking um... – lately about the, the bullpen and, and not the late-inning guys, but sort of the lower leverage and and middle leverage type relievers. Uh, we've seen a, a fair amount of funneling guys through the 40-man and they're here for a minute and maybe they stick or, you know, maybe maybe they're gone. I, I assume that we should just brace for more of that because there are guys in, in, in Nafuk, even some guys who aren't on the 40-man, who are getting people out with great regularity and I'd imagine this far from the deadline, you're going to continue to look from within. Yeah, you're going to have to look from within. Uh, you know, in general, that's where you want to start because you want to evaluate evaluate what you have. Um, you know, middle relief, I feel bad because it's it's one of those situations or guys when they're in it. To me, it's it's you never really get the full credit because you'll have moments where you're really good and then you have the bad moments, but then you can be asked to sometimes be in games where their blowouts have to go more than one inning. It's a, it's a tough place to be. Um, the Orioles in general, I think overall, Middle Relief's done well. But again, this is another question that they're going to have to ask is with the availability and, and how many arms are you going to need down the stretch? Because we've already seen injuries. We've already seen some guys maybe not pitch as well as you, we'd, we'd love to see. And once that deadline passes, you got it, you're stuck with what you have. So I think there's just going to be a lot of discussions, but you really do need to figure out if there are guys right now in AAA that you're willing to give that chance as the season goes on. We're speaking to Ryan Ripken. It's Inside Access on the fan. Ryan, Tyler Wells has had a stellar, stellar year, but the home run ball has been a bugaboo for him. Uh, gave up 17th and 18th home runs on the season yesterday. Is there anything you attribute to that? Uh, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm just saying. Usually, I'm thankful they're not they're not uh, two three run grand slams. You yeah. know, um, I, I think the the beauty of it. I tell people if, if guys hit a homer off of you, and you make a pitch, and you're being consistent, and Tyler's been consistent, you can live with that because his numbers have been great. It is pretty crazy when you think about. It. He's still one of the one of the Orioles. He is the only Orioles starting pitcher that's gone five or more innings in every single start. He is, I, I forget what the exact ERA, but he has like a 3-3 three, three or something like that, 3-2 ERA. He's very efficient, but for some reason, uh, someone, they're, they're able to take him deep. I don't know if that attributes to anything of just um, when there's no one on base, he'd rather 
if hey, if you hit a home run, tip your cap, but he's not going to allow more walks. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, but whatever it is, I'm okay with the home runs so long as they aren't the ones that are doing the more damage. Because whatever he's been doing, I still wouldn't want him to change a thing. Ryan, I want to ask you about two guys that have been incredible for the Orioles since they got here. And there were maybe zero expectations about both of them. That's Ryan O'Hearn and Aaron Hicks. And when the Orioles, we were pickles the day that they signed Aaron Hicks. And I can remember looking at social media and Orioles fans were upset. They're like, what, why are you signing this stiff? And O'Hearn, zero fanfare when they finally brought him up. Is When you watch these guys, do you think it's sustainable? I, I do. I think... I think what we sometimes get caught up with and not saying that they aren't going to have struggles and they could go back into it, but Aaron Hicks has everyone's perception of Aaron Hicks is because of what's happened in New York. I think no one, especially Yankee fans likes Aaron Hicks and they're even more pissed off that he is now just tearing it up for, for a rival, you know, but the point was Hicks has been a bonafide big leaguer. You know, I think he's been in the league for almost 10 years, eight years, whatever it is. And He's able to do a lot of good things, but when you get such in a bad place, maybe mentally, psychologically, which he did, you feel like you need to get out. So what did he do? He got out, got with the Orioles, coaching staff, and and Kyle Gibson touched on this point. Of He felt like he got here and it was a breath of fresh air. Another pitcher that had his struggles last year in, in Philadelphia, you feel like you're reborn a little bit. And I think that that's what we're seeing is we look at some of the physical skills of guys but if you're not mentally with it or there, you're going to struggle. Aaron Hicks right now just feels reborn. And for Ryan O'Hearn, same type of thing. It didn't work out in Kansas City, but he kept working. He got a change of scenery. And when his opportunity presented itself, he's been running with it. And that those guys like that are the big reason why this team is able to weather the storm with some of their other injuries because those guys are taking advantage of these moments when the team needs them. Ryan Ripken, always great. Thank you so much for your time, sir. We will talk next week. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. You too. Appreciate it. Hey, coming up next, we switch to Ravens, and we take a look at a couple of Ravens' first-round wide receivers. One this year, Zay Flowers, and the other a couple years back, Rashad Bateman. Who has the bigger season this year? We'll discuss next year on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. Baltimore's only 24-hour sports station. 1057. The Fan. Ravens have a little time off as we enter this dead period. Mini camp is over. Training camp starts at the end of the month. They sent out a release today about the available days for fans, and it looks like we're gonna have afternoon practices. Uh, again this year for training camp. But alas, it gives us time to think about some things about this team as we head into training camp. And one of them is the receivers. And we talked a lot about Rashad Bateman yesterday entering his third year and trying to play well enough to get that fifth-year option at the very least. He's had an injury-plagued career so far. And Zay Flowers, this year's first-round pick, looks like a guy that can make plays, but he is undersized. So when you look at these two guys, who do you think has a better season, Bateman or Flowers? I go Bateman. Um, I'm sort of playing the odds here that there won't be a third straight year where his health, you know, is is a mitigating factor. Um, he's obviously 
already gone through the the sort of physical and mental learning curves that come with playing in the NFL and playing that particular position in the NFL. Um, they're both on sort of equal footing in terms of learning uh, this Todd Munkin offense, but the fact that Bateman spent a couple years in another NFL offense, or spent a couple years around this quarterback already, um, they haven't maybe played as much as you would like, but they've been <laughs> they in each practice other's presence. As much either. Uh, I just lean that way. I lean into like his body type over flowers. That's just me. Uh, and I just feel like we've, we've seen this movie so many times before here with Ravens rookie wide receivers, and it usually is a process. And I think maybe by the end of the year, we're saying that the arrow on flowers is, the 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 ceiling looks a little higher than Bateman, maybe. Like I'll concede that may be the case, and 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 maybe, you know, when they're walking off the field for the last time this year, you're thinking that Flowers might be the better long term uh, prospect than Bateman. But I think in terms of consistency and in terms of coming in, hitting the ground, somewhat running and being a a focal point or quasi focal point of this offense, I think Bateman's going to be afforded that opportunity. And I think he'll take advantage of it at least well enough to be the more productive receiver this year. But I'm not necessarily saying I'm, I'm, you know, all in on him being here for two or three contracts. It would be a massive, massive, massive disappointment if Bateman doesn't have a better year than Flowers. And that would tell me he's hurt again, which is a possibility. That's what we've seen the first couple of years. But in terms of Flowers... This isn't like in years past where there's guys ahead of him. Odell's ahead of him. Bateman's ahead of him. Hell, Aguilar, maybe early on the season, could be ahead of him. Duvernay's still going to get some still touches. Still have Andrews. So, still have Andrews and the rookie tight ends, but or the second-year tight ends. But with Flowers, it, it, I expect it to be a similar trajectory like a Kyle Hamilton, where maybe his playtime early yep. is limited as the season goes on, he's really going to carve out a role. And that by no means is a knock towards Zay Flowers. It's just for the first time in forever, there's talent at the receiver position, Ken. Yeah, I, I'm and I when we talked about Bateman vis-a-vis Oway as far as who's under more pressure, I, I I'm a Bateman truther, and I expected big things from him last year. And his big issue to me is health. He had a draw, he had some drops issues last year, but he couldn't stay on the football field and he flashed some ability, some long touchdowns. Uh, I do like Zay Flowers as well, but I I am I I am solidly team Bateman on this. I think the only way Flowers outperforms Bateman is if Bateman gets hurt, which is as he said a possibility. And we did put out a poll on this, and we'll get your thoughts on our poll yesterday, Jason. And they're both brought to you by QC Kinetics, the nation's leader Kinetics. in regenerative yeah. medicine. Now offering this exciting treatment in Baltimore. If you have ongoing joint pain from arthritis or injury, get a free consultation by calling 410-989-PAIN. That's 410-989-PAIN. This is yesterday that went final. IA1057, the fan is how you find us on Twitter. 2021 first-round picks, Rashad Bateman, Adafi Owe, entering Pivotal. Third years, both have flashed potential, but have been slowed due to injuries and inconsistencies. Who faces more pressure to perform in 2023? And very split. Owe, 53%. Rashad Bateman, 47%. Uh, Ken and I both went Owe uh, yesterday, Chase. I guess I go Owe. That was my lean. 
it's not the strongest lean in the world. No, but that's that's I, where that's I'm, pretty interesting choice there. Yeah, it's a kind of a selfish choice there. And, I, I just, and look, the right answer might be both. Yeah, but I but you have to pick one. Yes, I guess I would. I, I'll lean away. And the poll that we just put up, Ravens have high hopes for two young receivers again. Bateman has had trouble staying healthy, but has flashed well. And Flowers lacks ideal size and is making the jump from Boston College. So we asked Ravens Flock, which do you have higher expectations for in 2023? Flowers off to a early lead. 54.2% Bateman, 458 I'm... F- Guessing that there is a contingent out there that has sort of turned on Rashad yes. Bateman a little bit because I would buy he that. dare say anything on Twitter that they don't, you yeah. know, a hundred percent think he should have. Again, it's not like the kid totally put anybody on blast. And the GM did tell quite a fairy tale about the way that this injury was handled. But uh Jason, some how much, people will hold that against him. How much of this too is Flowers is the new shiny thing? Oh yeah. Well, you haven't seen Flowers drop a ball yet. You haven't seen Flowers get hurt yet. You haven't seen Flowers let you down yet and hope springs eternal in the NFL in June. Unless you're getting popped for gambling. That's a good point. Which is all the rage. (laughs) The the getting popped part, yes. That still surprises me, though. Uh, I, I get everything that you're saying, but Bateman at the beginning of the year, yes, drops plagued him. But the big play factor was there. You saw it in the Jets game, Dolphins game, Patriots game. Now it's just staying healthy. And with Flowers. Yeah, but they went out and they got Odell and they drafted Flowers. So that's going to that's gonna make a lot of people think, hey, we got these other shiny new things that have never let us down before. Fans yes. love. Sh- hey, yet. <laughs> well, because it's June. Yeah. Go back to being a kid at Christmas. The new shiny thing is your favorite thing. This, these are the new shiny things. My favorite thing was just making sure that Baseball America subscription was a little trick. <laughs> in the crib. It wasn't very shiny. And, you know, back then, you know, you still actually Kept read it as a crib. publication. Yeah. It was like a newspaper. Yeah. No. Yeah. One time, my dad, we were having crabs, and he tried to use a Baseball uh, America. No, said, no, no, no. I'm saving them no. all. No. I, I have not read just those. Just go use the Evening Sun. Yeah. I haven't read those specific codes. Go League use the News yet. American. Yeah. You don't even. That's probably a future. I know the News American. Okay, I was going to say that could be a future pre-TMI. I was actually talking to my grandfather about the News American uh, over the weekend. Really? What what were you saying? Was it a Colts conversation? Because I know he was an educational conversation. No, we weren't really talking Colts. We were talking about the Baltimore banner and just with the banner and the sun and the sun and the News American back in the day. It just, you know, publication talk. I'm glad. That's that's my industry. My heart will always be in newspapers. It's good stuff there. Hey, coming up next, speaking of good stuff, time for Bounce Back Fallback with your host, T-Bone, Tim Barbalace, next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason Ken. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 